Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Park Lawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Park Lawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. God has a rich word for us, and uh, we want to invite you uh, to join us in going to the book of Matthew, chapter 8, and we'll begin to read at verse 23. Those of you who've been attending service physically in recent weeks, or if you've been paying attention even on the periphery, you'll know that we've been in a series that's entitled Heroes of a Different Kind. Heroes of a Different Kind. Uh, and Bishop Harvey, he led the series the first couple of weeks in the month of March, and he talked about being a church of a different kind, and he talked about uh, the fivefold gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, and he talked about the church really getting back to its, its roots, and in fact, he uh, recently was on social media and was reiterating uh, that particular fact and truth that God, uh, we believe, is recalibrating us as a body of Christ worldwide so that we can really be the people that he's called us to be. I believe it's very fitting that amid this COVID-19 crisis that we talk about what it means to be a hero of a different kind. I believe right now there are many people who probably wish that Marvel Avengers wasn't just a cinematic feature. I'm pretty sure there's some people that wish right now uh, that uh, Superman and some of his DC comic uh, allies would actually be real right now because people are looking for answers, people are looking for deliverance and rescue, people are looking for help. And so they need some heroines, they need some heroes to show up in their lives. And I believe, and I'm very thoroughly convinced that when times get worse, God sends his best. And God's best are his children, sons and daughters who are empowered with his precious Holy Spirit to do wonderful acts, deeds, and works in the earth. If you believe you're one of those sons and daughters of God, I want you just to give God some praise right there. Clap those hands and celebrate the fact that he's chosen you and he's called you for such a time as this. Amen. Well, let's look to the scripture. The Bible says in uh, this particular passage, then he got in the boat, his disciples with him. The next thing they knew, they were in a severe storm. Waves were crashing into the boat, and he was sound asleep. They roused him, pleading, Master, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you such cowards, such faint hearts? Then he stood up and told the wind to be silent, the sea to quiet down. Silence! The sea became smooth as glass. The men rubbed their eyes, astonished. What's going on here? Wind and sea come to heal at his command. 
What's going on here? Wind and sea come to heal at his command. If you would join me with the brief in a brief word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this word. We thank you, God, that in the midst of all that's going on, that you are yet speaking to your people. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing, God, and I pray that you would grant me the strength to share this word uh, with your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, This text is very important to me, and I believe very important to the body of Christ, because again, I believe God is calling us to be heroes of a different kind. And I mentioned those heroes, the Avengers and uh, the DC Comics crew, and many of those, uh, in fact, all of those different uh, heroes, they, they had some kind of particular power. They had some unique ability uh, that uh, allowed them to conquer evil with good or what was presumed to be good. And I believe that God has given us some specific gifts, some unique abilities whereby we can also uh, conquer evil with good. And so today, uh, I want to talk about, as a subtitle, voice technology. If you can't repeat that with me, voice technology, voice technology. I'll get back to that text uh, in a few moments. Voice technology. Many of us, especially those who are digitally inclined and uh, lovers of technology, are very, very much aware of voice technology. In fact, I can make the argument, and many would support this claim, that voice technology is actually changing the world. Um, And for those who may not be accustomed to that term, let me give you a brief explanation of what voice technology is. Simply, voice technology is performance that's activated by the voice rather than hands. Performance that's activated by voice rather than hands. In other words, instead of using your hands to get a device or a machine or some form of equipment to to, to work, you use your voice to get performance. Interestingly enough, I read a a Forbes magazine article, which was uh, copywritten in 2018, The title of this article is Five Ways Voice Technology uh, Transforming Our Lives and Businesses. Five Ways Voice Technology is Transforming Our Lives and Businesses. And there's a distinct quote that I want to pull out. And the writer made this statement, voice is taking over. Voice is taking over. Now, some of us already use uh, uh, voice technology uh, on a day-to-day basis. Um, I'm going to call out some different uh, voice technological devices and see if it resonates with you. Some of you have heard of or may even possess Amazon Echo. Some of you may have uh, Alexa. I was in a barber shop the other day, uh, and uh, one of the, 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 the owner, one of the barbers said, Alexa, play uh, jazz or play a particular genre of music, and that device did what it was told. Some of you have heard of Google Home or Siri. Many of our cellular devices have Siri. I know I'm an iPhone user. Shout out to all the iPhone users. And uh, at any point in time, if I need a question answered, I can ask Siri and Siri will respond. Uh, Some of us even use voice to text. My wife uses that all the time. Instead of using her thumbs, she uses her voice and she can still send a text message. Voice is taking over. Voice technology is changing how we search. We can shop by by voice. Uh, Even with Bluetooth capability, I can be in my vehicle and I can can say to my car, hey, call 
this person or call that person and that person will be uh, notified. The call will be made. Check this out. 70% of smart home device owners shop by voice. In this article, the writer made this statement. He said, every object could soon have a voice. Imagine that. Every object could soon have a voice. For some reason, I, I, I'm envisioning right now the Jetsons. Many of us who are 80s babies, uh, we remember the Jetsons. That's a cartoon that many of us grew up on, and it was a very uh, advanced society, and it looks like voices pushing us in that direction. Now, here's another quote, and I'll move on. The, uh, the writer of the article says, if you can see it and touch it, you will probably be able to speak with it. If you can see it and touch it, you'll probably be able to speak with it. Now, this is two years ago, and here we are in 2020. And so there's been even additional advancement since the time of this writing. But voice technology is taking over. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. As it is in the world, so it is, I believe, in the kingdom that God has ordained that you and I would use our voice to affect change in the earth. That's right. I believe that your voice is a tool, is a weapon, and even can be a signal that God wants to use to perform mighty acts, great things in the earth. I believe that God even wants to use your voice to shift atmospheres in the earth. This past week, uh, we had uh, evening prayer, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Some of you uh, may have joined that Facebook live stream where you participated in corporate prayer with us. That's an example of you using that voice technology. Why? Because the Bible says that when we lift our voices up in prayer, things begin to happen. The Bible says that Elijah prayed uh, because it was a famine. He prayed and it rained again. We can bind and we can loose through our voice. And so God wants to use your voice to create and affect change in the earth. Just imagine if the body of Christ got this revelation, that voice technology is taking over, not only in the natural, but also in the spiritual. Just imagine if, if churches all across this country, if churches all across the world got this revelation that God has ordained that our voices would be the technology to change the world. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. There's a few thoughts I want to share with you. The initial thought is this in respect to voice technology. God is the originator of voice tech. God is the originator of voice tech. In Genesis 1-3, the scripture lets us know that the, 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 the earth was, was, was dark. Darkness covered the face of the deep. There was, there was no light as we know it. But then everything changed because the atmosphere heard a voice. God said, let there be light. And then the scripture lets us know there was light. That right there is an example of voice technology in creation. God's voice was the catalyst that led to a void, formless earth becoming alive. In fact, the scripture says, or rather uh, the King James Version says that the earth was without form uh, and void. That word uh, uh, without form or that term actually in the Hebrew is the word tohu, which is T-O-H-U-W, T-O-H-U-W. That means desolation, lying waste, deserted, confusion, 
empty, a lifeless mess, no order or no life. So in other words, in the beginning, there was a, a nothing situation. It was a dead situation that came to life because God spoke a word. He said, let there be life. This is proof and evidence that voice technology can shift atmospheres. And when he said, let there be light, light came because he established his presence. The Bible lets us know in Revelation 21 that the, the city, the new Jerusalem, won't need a sun. It won't need a moon because the Lord and the Lamb will be the ones providing light. And so in verse uh, uh, 3 of chapter 1, God was not establishing the sun. He was establishing his presence. The sun and moon didn't come to verse 14. And so when he said, let there be light, he was establishing his presence, which lets us know that if we find ourselves in a dead situation, if we find ourselves in a lifeless situation, we first of all need his presence. Come on, somebody. We first of all need his presence because without his presence, no matter what we do, that situation will remain dead. That situation will remain desolate. It will remain lifeless and we will have no improvement. Somebody who's watching, join me in saying voice technology. Voice technology. God's voice is, in, is powerful. God is the originator of voice tech. I want to take you to Psalm 29. We'll do a little bit of scripture surfing here. Verse, uh, rather, Psalm 29, uh, David is there speaking. He's writing and he had a revelation, I believe, of God's voice technology. Psalm 29, again, I'm reading from, in this case, the New Living Translation. I want to pick up at verse 4. David had a revelation of God's voice technology. He said this in verse 4. He said, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Verse 5, the voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. And what that means is that the voice of the Lord can break yokes. The voice of the Lord can bring about brokenness and humility. Let's jump down to verse 8 of chapter 29 of Psalm. It says, the voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. And what that means is that the voice of the Lord will shake and unsettle things. It will bring impact and even rearrangement to situations. Let's look at verse 9. It says, the voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. And what that means is that the voice of the Lord will give birth to new things. I don't know about you, but if we look around right now, we can look outside of our, our windows and outside of our doors. We can look at what's going on on the television right now, and we know that there needs to be a giving of birth to some new things right now. We need some new technology right now. Technology is simply defined as the science of improvement, and we could use some improvement right now so that we can get a, a, a vaccine that is able to be reproduced in mass. We need, we need some improvement right now, and we see here that the voice of God is and was in creation the catalyst to improvement. God in God's voice shifted atmospheres and created the conditions uh, that, 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 that allowed wonderful things to come forward. I believe that God is raising his people up right now in this hour to use their voice anointed by him. Come on, the Bible says in this, uh, the, the book of Joel, chapter 2, that in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and sons and daughters shall prophesy. Well, that is a reference to using their voice. 
I believe God wants his children to prophesy and to speak to situations even right now. God's voice was a catalyst for creation. God's voice shatters and it breaks yokes. God's voice shakes and unsettles things. Right now, there's some things being unsettled in our lives. Right now, there's some things that are being shaken up in society. Uh, But I believe that God has us in a place where we can say right where he wants us. He has us in a place where we are looking to him right now. We can't look to any other help but God. And he wants to know, wants us to know that we are not helpless. We are not powerless in this time. But our voice can be used to do great and mighty things. Uh, This is a little bit humorous, but if you would allow me to digress for a moment uh, to just prove that voice is a catalyst for creation. Many of us who are viewing right now, many of us who are a part of this worship and uh, word experience right now, we are here because of a voice. That's right. Yeah, don't deny it. Uh, Let me give you some names of some of these voices. How about Luther Vandross was a voice that your parents heard. Come on. And that was a catalyst for creating you. That's right. How about Teddy Pendergrass? (laughs) How about Peebo Bryson? And for others, it might be some more old school crooners or singers, but that voice helped to put your parents in the mood. And as a result, conjugal activities ensued. And here you are. So voice can truly be a catalyst for creation. Voice tech can also shift the trajectory of a family. It can shift the trajectory of a business, of a city, of a nation. Imagine this. Imagine this, how a family's trajectory was shifted because of a voice. Again, God is the originator of voice technology. The Bible lets us know in Genesis 12, verse 1, that the Lord said to Abram, right? The Lord said to Abram. In other words, God spoke to Abram and he obeyed and it changed the trajectory of his family. In fact, because he obeyed that voice, an entire nation was able to come about. An entire nation was created. The nation of Israel exists today because a man responded to voice technology. Amen. God's voice or God is the originator of voice technology. I already stated it, but I want to reiterate this supreme fact, and that is that God wants you to discover the power of your voice. Of course, the voice of God is, is, is mighty. We just read that. Of course, the voice of God can create. We just, we just stated that. We just proved that in the text. But he wants to use your voice. Why? Because the Bible says that though he's in heaven, the earth has he given to the children of men. Psalm 115 uh, verse 16. The earth has he given to the children of men. And so if things are going to change in the earth, he is going to use men and women who are believers, men and women who are anointed by him to get the job done. He can even use unbelievers. Don't think that he can't. Right. I'm not sure if Bill Gates is a believer or not. I'm not sure if a lot of these uh, tech moguls are believers or not. But guess what? We're using things that they helped to create and birth to to do things even in church and even in the kingdom. So I'm not saying that you have to be saved in order for God to birth something in the earth through you. But I am saying that God is not ordained that the world will have all the fun. He wants his children, he wants sons and daughters of God, those who are saved, to be participants in changing the world. And we can start by using the power of our voice. 
so we have to discover it. We have to discover our voice. Now, those of you who, who know me, if you've heard me minister before, you've seen me make pop culture references or refer to movies. A lot of times, God will give me revelation through media. And so uh, I want to I wanna use an example that I, I have to give credit to my, my son for because it was when he was born. My daughter wasn't born yet, but when he was little, uh, a toddler, we always had him watch Little Bill. We always had him watch Little Bill, and uh, there's an episode in Little Bill's catalog that I believe speaks to the importance of discovering our voice. There was a particular episode when Little Bill wanted to learn an instrument. And he tried different instruments. His dad took him down to uh, the music store and he tried different instruments, but nothing seemed to stick. And so he was a bit depressed. He was a bit sad because he couldn't discover uh, what his expression musically was at that particular time. And then one day he went to choir rehearsal with his sister, April. His sister, April, was in a choir and he was sitting on the side like he normally does. You know how it is when you have an older sibling and you're the younger sibling, you have to tag along. And so he's sitting on the side while she and her friends are having all the fun in choir rehearsal. Uh, but then he began to sing on the side, and he was invited by the choir director to join in the choir, and it was at that moment that he joined the choir that he recognized that his voice was his instrument. He recognized that he didn't have to play the drums or the xylophone or the piano or the saxophone, but his voice was enough, and he had an epiphany. He got a revelation that his voice was his instrument. And it's interesting, the song that he was singing was, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Going to Let It Shine. And saints, we can let our light shine simply by using our voice in a proactive and in a positive way. I want to just underscore this point right here. This is why you don't need to disconnect yourself from church. For many people, the local church was the locus of discovery of gifts and talents. In fact, I began public speaking at church. I'll never forget it. St. Mark AME Church right here in the city of Milwaukee. The first time I did oral presentation, I had to recite Psalm 150 verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Very simple, but it was a pivotal moment for me because it was the first time that I had a chance to participate in oral presentation. Don't disconnect yourself from the church. It helped little Bill discover his voice, and I believe it will help you as well. That was just a little bit of an aside, but again, this speaks to the power of discovering your voice. I want to bring you also to another uh, pop culture reference. Uh, I want to employ a movie right now, and that is the movie Sister Act. How many of you remember the movie Sister Act? Starring Whoopi Goldberg, I believe it may have came, come out in the, the early 90s, the early 90s. Uh, and I won't go through the whole movie, but there's a particular character who I believe is uh, akin to and similar to many in the body of Christ. Because I, I like to make this point, that there are many people in the body of Christ right now who are spectators. They are really not participants actively in the work of the kingdom. I believe there are too many people who are watching the pastor, too many people who are watching the praise team. Too many people who are, who are watching others uh, uh, do the work of ministry when in fact God has given them a grace to do something as well. Too many people who have not yet discovered their membership ministry. We all have a work to do as it pertains to the ministry. 
And so in this movie, Sister Act, there's a character named Sister Mary Robert. Sister Mary Robert, and there, there, there's a scene where Whoopi Goldberg, who, who plays the, the role of Sister Mary Clarence, now she has a bit of a... Uh, a, a colored background, right? She finds herself in this uh, uh, this convent uh, by by means that she didn't plan on, but nonetheless, she's there, and she brings her showbiz acumen and she brings her performance experience uh, to the forefront to help this particular group of nuns who have happen to have acquired. But Sister Mary Roberts is super shy. She's very, very low in, in self-esteem. She has really low confidence, but yet she has a nice voice. She has something to work with. And so there's a particular scene where Whoopi Goldberg's character encourages her to lift her voice, encourages her to use her voice. And then all of a sudden, there's a breakthrough moment. There's a breakthrough moment where this, uh, this woman with no confidence, this woman who walks around with her head down, this woman who thinks very little of herself, all of a sudden she breaks through and her voice changed the entire choir. Her voice uh, enhanced the, 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 the capability of the entire choir. And what this says to, to me is that when we find our voice, when each one of us finds our voice, it will bring enhancement, it will bring betterment, it will bring positive change to any team unit that we are a part of. When we find our voice, we will bring enhancement to our families. When we find our voice, it will bring enhancement to our ministry teams. It will bring improvement and growth and productivity to our local churches. We have to find our voice, though. And part of finding our voice was that we needed an ally. Whoopi Goldberg's character, Sister Mary Clarence, was a willing ally. In other words, she used her voice to be an encouragement to somebody else who was in need. And so this helps us to understand as brothers and sisters in the faith, don't use your voice to, to belittle someone. Don't use your voice to gossip. Don't use your voice to put somebody down. Don't use your voice to condemn someone. Don't use your voice to judge someone. If you're going to use your voice, let it be used to uplift. Let it be used to encourage. Let it be used to bring comfort. Let it be used to, to edify so that others can discover their voice. God wants to use your voice. He wants you to discover the power of your voice. And so now this brings me to the text. Matthew 8, 23 through 27 in the Message Bible. And so a little bit of background. Jesus and his uh, disciples at the time, his apostles, they are on a ministry tour. They're going around and they're having different encounters. And in chapter 8, he's had an encounter with Peter's uh, mother-in-law. He's had an encounter with the centurion whose uh, servant was in need of healing. And the Bible also says that many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, came to him, and he healed them all. And so at this particular point in time, Jesus has been going full throttle in ministry, doing the works of the Lord, uh, destroying the works of darkness, stopping the advancement of the kingdom of darkness and advancing the kingdom of God. And he comes to a point where he calls his disciples and tells them to uh, let's let's go to a different place. Let's cross over and go to a different place. And so the Bible says Jesus gets in the boat uh, with his disciples and then they set out. Now, it's, it's important to, to note here that the disciples, uh, uh, several of them were very experienced when it came to uh, the waters, when it came to maritime functions and activities. 
They were sailors. They were uh, fishermen. Several of them were. And so they would never have launched out if they knew that something dangerous was afoot. But the Bible lets us know that all of a sudden this storm arose. And for those who understand uh, demonology, there are many who believe that this was a marine demon. There are many who believe that this was a marine demon because of the suddenness in which this storm arose. In other words, the enemy was trying to take them out. The enemy was trying to stop their ministry progress. And so all of a sudden, these waves are crashing into the boat. Now, interestingly enough, while they are panicking, right, just as many people in the world are panicking right now, we can make the, the equivalency of uh, COVID-19 being this severe storm that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere for many here, at least in the United States. And while many are panicking, just like the disciples are panicking, here we find Jesus in the boat sleep. Jesus is in the boat and he's sound asleep. And it makes sense. After all, he's been pouring out. He's been casting out demons. He's been healing people. And if you ever have engaged in ministry activity, even preaching and teaching, it will it will wear you out. So Jesus is knocked out. He's asleep while everybody around him is losing their minds. They're panicking. And they 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 say to him, Master. Now, this is the King James. Carest thou not that we perish. Right. The message Bible says they roused him, pleading, Master, save us. We're going to drown. And Jesus rebuked them. Like, why you wake me up? <laughs> I was in a good, I was in that realm sleep. Why did you wake me up? He, re he, he reprimanded them, the Bible says in the message translation. Why are you such cowards? Oh, we. Now, that's not really the time to hear that word coward. If you, if you would ask me, I, I would feel some kind of way if I feel like I'm about to die, Jesus, and you call me a coward in the middle of that. That's a bit offensive. That's a bit offensive. But then he gets up, he stands up, and he says with authority, silence. <laughs> silence. The King James says, peace, be still. He spoke to the winds. He spoke to the waves. And what was a severe storm suddenly, in a moment, became calm. And they had to look at him, and they did, and they looked at him, and they said, what kind of man is this? They were astonished. They couldn't believe it. Now, even though they had seen him heal and seen him do great things, they never saw anybody. They never saw a man speak to the elements and command them to behave, and the elements respond. That's voice technology. Yeah. That is voice technology being appropriated for a severe situation. Jesus is our example. The scripture says if we claim to be in him, we must walk as he is. And so if we say we want to be just like Jesus, then we have to recognize that he being equivalent with the father, right? Not willing to make himself of no reputation, right? He being God here in the flesh, also, he's using voice technology. He spoke to the winds and the wave, 
and commanded them to be still. And I believe right now, through prayer, many across the nation in particular are calling for times of prayer. We had our own time of prayer and fasting. I, I, I saw uh, 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 Mike Todd in Transformation Church. Hey, this same week, they're having a time of prayer and fasting. People on the West Coast, right? All across this nation, people are calling for a time of prayer and um, often fasting. Why? Because voice technology is real. Because through our, the use of our voice, lifting up our voice in prayer, we know that things can change. We know that atmospheres, atmospheres rather, will shift. And even though the world might find itself in this pandemic storm, people are crying out like the disciples were, we're going to drown. Right? The media is, is, is causing fear to be proliferated. The media is amplifying its voice and by, by, by sharing negative reports and painting this picture that's very grim, it's causing more and more people to say, we're going to drown, just like the disciples. But God wants us to, 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 to refrain from following those, those, those declarations that the media might be allowing to come forth. And he wants us to stand up just like Jesus, right? He wants us to be little Jesuses, if you will, in this earth and speak to this pandemic and say, peace be still. He wants you to use your voice. He wants you to be roused with defiant faith. The kind of faith that would look COVID-19 right in the eye, if, if I were to personify it, to look COVID-19 right in the eye and say, I command you to go in the name of Jesus Christ. He wants us to use our voices and he wants us to be loud and he wants us to say it with confidence and with authority and in faith, peace be still. How about you? Will you use your voice? Will you use your voice to speak to this storm? Because certainly it is a storm. But one thing we know, storms do pass. It's, as, as suddenly as they may emerge, those same storms will pass away. And so we want to encourage you. This storm, it shall pass. I know a lot of elders um, often use the, the, the saying or the phrase, this too will pass. And if you've seen other storms pass in your life, then be confident and know that this storm will also pass that's confronting us. Now, as I close, I want to do two things. I want to do a couple of things. I first want to invite you to join me in a time of prayer as we find ourselves in this critical hour, as we find ourselves uh, being restricted and limited in our mobility in many ways, as many find themselves staring at perhaps unemployment, unawares, unemployment that was not predicted, as many find themselves wondering about finances or wondering about the, the well-being and the safety of their loved ones whom they, they may not be able to touch because of distance, because of proximity. I want you to join me. Let's, let's practice. Let's use voice technology right now. Let's pray and believe God to change things, believe God to shift things, to use our voice to catalyze deliverance, to catalyze breakthrough, to catalyze healing. Father, thank you for the gift of voice. Lord, forgive us for despising our voice. Forgive us for being ashamed of our voice. Forgive us, Lord, for being, uh, for being willing to be muted. Some of us have, have willingly been muted. Some of us have used our own silence as a weapon to get back at people. 
Some of us have, we've gone silent because we want to we wanna get revenge on somebody. Forgive us, Lord, for, for not using our voices in non-productive ways. For not using our voices in, in, in appropriate ways. Forgive us, God, for using our voices to hurt, to harm, to cut down, to belittle, to lie, to cheat. Forgive us for misuse of this great gift that you've given us, our voices. Forgive us, God, for not utilizing our voices for good, for healing, for speaking life, for encouragement, for godly counsel and advisement. Forgive us for not utilizing our voices more to pray, to prophesy, and to praise. Lord, we repent. We ask your forgiveness, God. Forgive us, O Lord. We thank you that your word tells us that you're faithful and just. If we confess that you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so even now, Lord, we we receive forgiveness for the misuse of our voice. Hallelujah. Even as we're praying, if there's some other things that you need to repent for, If there's some other ways that you know you've misused your voice, go ahead and and repent right now. It's okay. God is a loving God. He's merciful. He's full of grace. He recognizes that uh, we're not going to always get it right. Even though he's given us commands, he recognizes our humanity. He recognizes our frame. It's okay. Go ahead and repent. Begin to make those confessions. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. He will do it. And Lord, we even apply the blood of Jesus to every area where we've caused a breach because of the misuse of our voice. And even now, we, 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 we command closure to doors that we've opened and, when, and, and, and openings that we've caused and, 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 and openings that we've allowed the enemy access to because of our voice. Because the words that we've uttered have been in more alignment with darkness and hell and Satan rather than being in alignment with light and love in the kingdom of God. We, 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 we declare and decree closure to those doors, to those openings in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, use our voice, Lord, to be instruments that bring about positive change. God, we, we, we allow you to use our voices to bring about deliverance, to bring about breakthrough, to bring about healing. Hallelujah. The scripture says that you sent forth your word and healed them. God, let our words bring healing to those who are afflicted. In fact, God, we speak words of healing over those who are afflicted with COVID-19. We speak words of healing who are in protocols of recovery. We speak words of healing to, to those who are providing care in, in the hospital and in health care facilities all across the globe, oh God. We speak words of healing uh, over their family members, Lord, and those who are concerned about them. We speak healing and deliverance to emotions, oh God, and we, we command emotions to be healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Oh God, hallelujah. Come on, Park Lawn family and friends. Come on, uh, those of you who are watching. Come on, let's pray. Come on, right where you are, pray for your community. Pray for your city. Pray for your family. Yes, God. Come on, 
Oh God, we pray. We use our voice. Hallelujah. We decree breakthrough, Lord. Even in the sciences, God, and even in healthcare, even as the CDC and its team of, of professionals and its team of experts, God, are, are, are working tirelessly to devise plans and to, to come up with formulas for, for vaccines, oh God, even as they are attempting to reappropriate other medicines and drugs, oh God, for the benefit of those who are afflicted, God, we decree breakthrough there. God, let there be a stream of divine revelation and a stream, oh God, a stream of downloads of your wisdom, of, of, your, of your knowledge and your understanding, oh Lord. Hallelujah. God, bless those who are working to benefit mankind and who are working to the betterment of humanity in this hour. God, bless them with the insight that they need. Hallelujah. Oh God, we pray for pastors and churches all across this land. And we pray that in this hour that pastors uh, would, not, would not allow the circumstances to overtake their voice. But God, we pray that pastors would be encouraged. Hallelujah. Lord, we, we've never pastored, many of us, we've never pastored congregations through or in the midst of pandemics. God, for many pastors, this is new territory. And it's not territory that we want to be familiar with or get used to. And so we pray, God, for a double portion, oh God, of grace and a multiplication of mercy and peace upon pastors and those who are leading houses of worship. We pray for a double portion, oh God, of, of grace and a multiplication of mercy and peace upon their pastoral teams and upon their elders and, and ministers and deacons. God, we pray for those who are providing care in the body of Christ. God, help us to love like you love. God, help us to be as compassionate as you are. Just as Jesus saw the multitudes and, and had compassion and was moved to, to heal, God, let us be moved with compassion, Lord, to stretch out our hands, to heal, to bless, to give, to share. We pray for pastors that you would give them words of life to speak and to share with their congregants. Let this be an hour, oh God. Where, where, where men and women of God all across the land are, are, are raised up in great strength. And may they come forth, oh God, as vessels of honor. May they come forth as voices that even cry out in wilderness-like conditions. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Lord, we thank you that despite what's going on around us, we thank you that you are still God. We thank you that you are yet on the throne. And because you are with us, God, we will not fear. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us, oh God. We thank you that goodness and mercy are yet our rear guard. That goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more prayer that I want to pray. And that is for anybody right now who may not know the Lord in the pardoning of your sins. If you are not saved today, if you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, 
I want to give you an opportunity as well to utilize voice technology. The scripture says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 13, it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That's right. No matter who you are, where you are, you can be in your vehicle. You can be at work. You can be in your home. You don't have to be in a physical church building. It didn't say those who are in church, if they call on the Lord. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And so I invite you right now, use your voice to call on the Lord. If you're not saved and you want to be saved, if you're looking around at everything that's going on and you recognize that, hey, I need to get right with God. If you understand that these are critical times and if you understand that these are signs of the times and you say, I need a savior, there's no other savior beside the Lord. He said, I am the Lord and beside me there is no other savior. You may say right now, I'm not even walking with the Lord and if you've been concerned about what's going on in the world and have recognized that this is a time when I need to get right with God or I need to come back to God. Perhaps you once walked with him. You once were believing and for different reasons, your life took a turn away from him. There's no greater moment than right now to give your heart back to him. And so we want to invite you to pray this simple prayer, a prayer of repentance, a prayer of rededication. Come back to God. Use your voice in this hour. Salvation can be yours. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's right. All you have to do is call on them. Use your voice and you will be saved. If that's you, I invite you just to repeat these words after me. It's very simple. Repeat these words and salvation is yours. Just say these words, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for turning away from you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, but I believe that with you, I can be saved. I believe that you died for me, and I believe that God raised you from the dead to justify me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Transform me. Renew me. Make me brand new. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, I want to congratulate you. I want to celebrate with you because you are saved. The scripture says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. It may seem like a daunting task, but it was just that simple. Now we want to invite you to connect with the church family. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join the Park Lawn family. If you go to our website, parklawnag.org, there's a contact card that you can fill out and you can connect with us. Fill that card out, give us your name and contact information and we will follow up because we want you to be in relationship with others who are like-minded, others who are believing and who did the same thing that you did. Don't miss this opportunity or moment. Join with the faith community so that you can be encouraged, you can be strengthened, 
and learn what the next steps are as you journey in this walk of faith. I want to also uh, give thanks uh, to those who have helped to make this online uh, church service possible. I want to say uh, shout outs to uh, Pastor Jay English for lending his expertise and his skills and time to help make this possible. I want to say thank you also to the Park Lawn staff who have been working very diligently all week um, as we've had to shift and uh, make some significant adjustments so that we can continue to be light to the world so that we can continue to stay on mission and uh, provide care to our congregation as well as to our community. I want to say thank you again to all of our ministers and pastors and elders who have been praying this week, who were able to come out in small groups this week and join us for prayer. And even those who have been praying uh, with us via Facebook Live, I want to give a shout out to Bishop Harvey, who's been tuning in as well, uh, even though he's been away. And I just invite you who are Park Lawn family members, please continue to pray for he and Lady Judy uh, and Nick and Autumn and their family, um, that God's hand will continue to be upon their life, that, their, that his favor will continue uh, to encompass them about even as a shield. Park Lawn, we can't stop, won't stop. We are a church that is yet on the move. We are continuing to be light, life, and love in our city. And I want to encourage you, uh, don't let this be the last time that you join this online church service. For the foreseeable future, this will be how we have church service. And so, uh, although for some it may not be the norm, and in some cases a little bit uncomfortable, we want you to begin to allow yourself to relax and rest and know that God still has a way. Remember, we say he's a way maker. He still has a way to make sure that you hear a now word. And so I pray that you were uh, encouraged and I trust that you also were motivated to use your voice because voice technology is taking over. Assembly of God exists to share the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. As a part of this mission, join us for special services, workshops, and encounters. Park Lawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.